welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And today we are doing another read-along. Woohoo! This is For the Fans by Nyla Kay. Uh, any of you guys who have been listening to us for a while have heard us mention Nyla Kay before a few times. Um, we love most of her books. I know Kelsey has a little bit of emotional trauma from one of them, but yeah. So let, let's back up for a minute. I've only read two Nyla K books. Um, I know that she has other ones that are great. I don't fucking trust her. Okay. Like I love the books that I have read. They have both created like visceral reactions in me. Um, but uh, the first book I ever read by Nyla K was to burn in brutal rapture. Which, um, if you've read that book, like, you already know, okay? Like, you are, you already know. I don't need to even say anything. And if you haven't read that book and you want to be hurt, read that book. Um, so, and then we read Double Edged, which is super taboo and spicy and, like, all the things. And it was my first um, incest book that I had ever read. And it was such a fucking good book and i know there's a lot of controversy that surrounds that book and whatever it's 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 a fucking incest book okay like if you can't get over the fact that they're two weeks away from turning 18 then like really what are you doing reading it in the first place (laughs) like seriously the storyline on that book really it breaks you apart puts you back to that that book was so good for more reasons than just the taboo nature yeah and the controversy of being underage okay that book for the writing itself and the story itself was so good fantastic book my kindle finally undownloaded it from my library because it was banned on amazon while we were reading it i think i still have it i don't it, mine's gone i do I still have it. And now I'm worried it's going to go away. I actually was just debating rereading it because I'm on a reread binge right now. I um, I don't know. If it comes time for me to reread it, I'll just buy it on Smashwords. But yeah. Holy shit. Um, regardless, what we're trying to say is Nyla Kay is an amazing author. Now, this book we're going to be reading for the fans um this is one of my favorite i don't know if it's a trope but the whole like for the camera shtick like do it for the camera do it for the fans like that whole shtick is like one of my absolute favorite things to read did you know that Probably not. I don't think I I've ever know that. that. But you know what? I know that you have read quite a few uh, with this theme in there. I don't know about quite a few. If I stumble across them, I do read them. My yeah. Actually, the second incest book that I ever read had this theme in it. And um, that's why I picked it up. It wasn't even for the taboo aspect. I love the, like, for the camera aspect. Yeah. We just had a Cora Rose book that had this kind of, uh, a little bit of the vibe with the new Camboy. I forgot the series. It's going to be a series. I forgot the name though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I agree. I think this is a really cool theme or trope or whatever in a book as well. 
And yeah, I'm excited to see how Nyla K does it. Yeah. Because it, because there is a little bit of the taboo aspect in there with the stepbrother thing. I um, wonder if that's going to be like their shtick for the camera. Like they're oh, going to. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so this isn't so much a trigger warning as it is uh, the author. In the author's note, it says. Um, that she likes to have the organic raw emotions of the characters. And if you have no triggers, go in blind. However, it's a queer stepbrother romance that involves filming sex acts for money. And ha and this is an emotional story of trauma and healing that can be intense. So this is why I wanted this story uh, for a read-along. I was going to originally read it by myself when it first came out. But then I saw that it was kind of heavy. And I was like, this is perfect for Kelsey. Yeah, I was actually, I was going to bring it up myself, and then Courtney did, and so it worked out perfectly. Um, our, I don't have triggers, so I'm going to go in blind. Our, well, the triggers I do have are far and few between, and I don't think any of those are going to be in this. Um, the midway point is chapter 19. Okay, sorry. Let me just pop a bookmark. I didn't even look at that yet. I was reading the rest of the author's note because I didn't get far before I texted you about reading this book. Yeah, I... Um, Did I just see Spam I, I, the Dick? Oh, sorry. What? I read the dick? first sentence of chapter 19 and... Oh, I did not. I just bookmarked it and moved on. Okay. I'm excited. I... I'm hoping that she's gonna okay. I say I'm hoping that she's gonna break me or like that's what I'm thinking, but like really no, because I have read a book from Nyla Kay that did really break me. I um, think this one is gonna hit more heavy than um emotional torture, like to burn in brutal rapture. Cause I remember you talking about it in one of our episodes. And um, this just seems like it's a hurt comfort kind of thing with, I would assume, some sort of familial trauma, something like that. Because they're trying to escape. Yeah. So They're trying to get out of their situation. Yeah. That's, that's what the blurb led me to believe anyways. This seems more of a uh, double-edged trauma versus to burn and brutal rapture trauma. Yeah, because that was like trauma for me, you know? So yeah. maybe it's trauma for them and not trauma for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to dive in though. I when I first saw this book come out on pre-order, I was like, oh my God, yes. Cause yeah, like it does forbidden so well. Yeah, and it's always kind of exciting. Like ev I think everybody has those few authors that like they're just excited when they see a new book come on pre-order and Nyla Kay is one of those authors for me. Even though I've only read a couple of her books, it's because I don't fucking trust her. And right? her last book that came up before this, it released I think in like July or or not July, January or whatever. It's not on Kindle Unlimited. You have to buy it. And I was so mad when I found out. I was like, "Are Wait. you joking?" What book? It's Unwrap Him or whatever. It's a novella, but it was a ward um, you know, like Guardian Ward, oh, uh, I don't forbidden do trope, and I was so excited for it, and I had it on my list. And when it first released, I thought, oh, it's he, you know, maybe she's one of those authors where it, like it takes a day or two, 
to become Kin Unlimited. It never did. So I was super bummed that I had to miss out on it because I wasn't going to buy it. Yeah, I don't I do not do novellas, so that's probably why I didn't even think about it. I, uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like they're long enough to accomplish what I want from a book. And I'll stand by that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't ever buy novellas because I know that they're not long enough to satisfy me and justify the money. <laughs> I shouldn't say yeah. it like that. It's not that they're not good enough to justify. It's just, you know. It's probably for charity or something like that. Something. I don't know. I just, I won't buy a book if um, I'm not, like, super invested. Like, I bought uh, one of the Jay Bree series. I think it was uh, not, not the prep, but, you know, the one with the sister? Yeah. Yeah. I can't uh, remember what it's called queen, right now. Queen Crow. Yeah, or... there you go. I bought that series because I knew I was going to love it. I knew I was going to reread it. And um, I trusted it. I, I I try not to spend money on books, though, if I have the option not to. Oh, this, it's 210 pages. The Unwrap Him? Yeah. But it says novella in the title. I don't know. That's not a, I mean, maybe. For her, but... maybe it's a novella. Because her books are usually, I think, longer. It's only four books. I'll keep it in mind. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, when I think of novella, I'm thinking like 100 pages. But 200 yeah. pages I is didn't, like. I didn't know how long it was. I just knew it said novella book. in the title. You know what I mean? Like 200 pages is a book. It's a short book, but it's a book. Yeah. We just read a 200 page book. Yeah. Okay, anyway, back to where we're going with this. I'm excited. I don't have any theories other than, you know, family trauma, stuff like that, which we were kind of forewarned about. So, um, yeah, I'm going in blind. I Yeah, I think I'm going to go in as blind as I can. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just, fuck, I'm, I'm like excited and nervous at the same time, you know, <laughs> because like, who's to say really? All right. Okay. Well, if you guys are reading along with us, go to chapter 19 and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. So good. <laughs> so freaking good. I am loving this book so far. Yeah, it's a lot less. Uh, I thought it was going to be uh, more heavy, and it might come, but I think... As far as, like, the tension between the stepbrothers, like, when it's sexual, it's great. But uh, he seems like he's just pissed for no reason. Like, he's got well, zero real issues. He's got, it has been hinted at enough to know that he's got trauma and he was not believed when he tried to speak out about his trauma. And But we have no idea what that trauma is. I think... His mom cheated and he found out, caught, whatever. And when he told his dad, his dad didn't believe him. And then when it came out, he, uh, the dad blamed Kieran, Kyron. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think he was blamed for ruining the marriage or ruining the picture of whatever it was. And I think that was like kind of where the disconnect between the dad and him came from. 
I don't know. I don't really have any guesses as far as his trauma goes. I think um I think it'll be heavier than that. I don't know. Maybe. I just know he's got a really, really shitty uh, sense of self-worth. He, like, takes pictures and he's like, this is you. This is who you are. You know, you're here. Um, he definitely has some self-esteem issues. Uh, can we just take a moment, though, and talk about the fucking, what are the comments or whatever that are at the top of the oh chapter? Oh, my God. Page? They are so funny. I had to screenshot one because as soon as I I died laughing. It was a uh, it's chapter 12 and it's um the second one it says make me your chia pet and smear your seed all over. Oh me. yeah. I died like these comments are hilarious guys. For those of you reading along, I hope that you're getting just as much enjoyment because the freaking pervert inside of me was just dying the whole time. Yeah, I have definitely been enjoying them. Um, that yeah, they're hilarious, especially because these are things that are like actually commented on people's shit. I've never been like, on a cam site. I wouldn't know. Well, okay, me either. But like, I watch the videos of like celebrities reading thirst tweets or oh whatever God, stuff yeah. like that. Like these are not that outlandish, you know. No. But this and is such so a good, funny. and also the fact that um, Abby is the one who tops. Woo! Like, yeah, I was so excited about that because I know, I mean, they're both, uh, you know, tall, muscular guys, but I assumed uh, wrongly, obviously, that Abby would be the bottom at first just because he's just super laid back and like stoned all the time. And so I was like, oh, yeah, the jock's obviously going to top. Nope. No, I, I had a feeling because it's been hinted at for a long time that Kieran is, like, pretty submissive. Yeah, and he's and, got a praise kink, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Nyla Kay does this just so well. In so every single good. one of her books, like, the sex scenes are written so well. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, I love it. I I love this book. I do. Um I I can't I'm I just like to sing its praises because it's so good. So for those of you who are not reading along with us, pick up this book. It is yeah. amazing. Nyla Kay really she does she does good. She does sex well. She's a fantastic author. Sex as well, like she does the sex well, she does the emotions well, character development, like all of it she does she's just a she's a fucking phenomenal author For and sure. i was i was curious at the beginning i don't know if you um had one of those like huh moments at the beginning too with when they started um the book started when they were 15 and so i was like is she just gonna lean all the way into the fucking scandal um but no <laughs> nothing Nothing happened until they were adults. But I was, like, curious about that when the book started so early. But it just was kind of slow burn as far as um, yeah. their relationship progressing. Did But did that make you stop and it, pause as well? It didn't. You know what? Now that you've said it, I'll, I, I think I'm thinking about it now. But I didn't even notice at first. And I agree that it was a good buildup for the slow burn, especially because it showcased within those – uh, years kind of the hatred building between them yeah no it was definitely necessary 
I just wasn't sure if like things were going to start progressing between them at home. Like when we first started the book, like obviously I had no idea how it was going to go. Um, but no, it went, they started in college because they're fucking broke. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the relationship with the parents progresses. Like is, um, homeboy, I don't remember his name, gonna like show his true color. Tom, is Tom gonna start showing his true colors? Cause like, um, Hannah is a sweetheart. She is. I'm wondering though if so, and maybe this is just because I read books like uh, this a lot with like especially stepbrother tropes, where one of the parents is wealthy and the other is not. Um, but I would have thought if there was going to be like some parental tension, it would have showed up already, but they seem so solid. Like, and I get what you're saying, though, because Kieran has made multiple comments about how Thomas is Irish Catholic. And uh, before Hannah and Abby came around, he was he was a lot more strict. He was a lot more. But he was also a lot more like the picture perfect. You know, he had to have the right front. And I'm yeah. I'm one I I think maybe it's. Because it's been so many years. They've what it's been what four years now, three years since the parents got married, and we don't see any tension. Like they're the dad's business went under and they're still yeah. together, they're still going strong, it seems like at least I mean, we haven't seen much of the we parents, but we don't really know. Yeah, because the last time they were there, he was just shutting himself up in his office getting drunk. And yeah. like how long is Hannah gonna put up with that? That's because true. she's a pretty she's a I mean, she's a boss-ass bitch. Like, she has been working her ass off to keep her and her son afloat in Boston and in New York, which are, like, the most expensive cities in the country. And, um, like, if you're able to do that and maintain a middle class as a single mom, like, that's impressive, you know? Very. So, you marry this man and... He's wealthy and like great, cool. You can take a break for a little bit. The business goes under, and he's drinking to solve that. Like, how long is she gonna put up with that? Also, it I might like, not even become a thing. But yeah. I don't know. I like how she didn't stop working though. Like it, uh, I think yeah. it was Abby who mentions that she went from full time at the dealership she was working at with before she met Tom to she went down to part time, but she never quit working. Yeah. And I really like that, especially, you know, you, you see it a lot and where like they stop working or they go work for the business with the husband. Um, I think the tension, if it does come, is going to come when this inevitably gets out with the two stepbrothers. That right. and whatever trauma Karen has gone through, like at yeah. the end of the day, like Hannah is still his stepmom and he ended up, you know, in some small way, at least admiring her. So I, I'm curious, like, I, I really think, I think it's going to be bigger than mom cheating. We still have, like, 
It, this is over 700 pages of book. I didn't realize how big it was until you said that. And then I had to go look and I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah. yeah. But I see the tension being um, Hannah being cool with it. Or at the very least, uh, more laid back about it. Like maybe she has concerns, obviously. For sure. But I see her being way more cool with it. And I see um, the dad popping um, off with some homophobic yeah. or just nasty comments because I mean he doesn't he seems really nice to Abby and everything but if he's as bad as uh he seems to be in Kieran's mind I can see that being like the straw that broke the camel's back and just all of his nastiness coming out yeah I'm curious to see how that plays out because like Hannah's a sweetheart Hannah has been portrayed as a very good mom this whole entire time so I think whatever whatever Karen's trauma is is gonna come out. Whatever um, happened with maybe it was Tom the dad and the ex wife is gonna come out. What? So maybe it was the dad cheating. I don't know. I just whatever whatever's happening between the boys is gonna come out. Like everything's gonna come out at some point, and I think. Um, I think the parents' reactions are going to be telling, and I don't think we're going to have to worry about Hannah too much. No, I don't see that. I feel like uh, Abby even mentioned in one of the chapters, um, not necessarily about them together, but he mentioned something about, like, the the camming and stuff, and he was like, Mom would probably have a laugh about it. You know, yeah. and, like, it, it would be a, a non-issue, basically, for her. Like, you know... I could because that's his, that's his best friend. Yeah, and she but, raised him in a very more laid back fashion than obviously the childhood that Kieran had. Yeah. Um, also, the sister is just never around. Uh, I think she's older, right? She's out in California or something. But, yeah, something happened. I completely forgot she even existed. <laughs> um, something happened with her, and she did. She took off. Yeah. And then um, the mom hasn't come around not once in this book. There was one interaction uh, where he, Kieran called her on the phone and begged to go live with her, her, uh, her, but she said no, which fucking selfish, dude. Yeah. And she's got a new baby. Well, the baby's a few years old now, but yeah, I, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm excited to see how all of it's going to unfold. I think I'm ready to hop back in if you are. Oh, for sure. If we didn't have that bookmark there, I would have kept reading. Same. I read the, they finally, I read the comments final, and then I saw the bookmark. And oh, I was you like, did? oh, fuck. <laughs> um, they're finally getting to the point where, um, at least behind closed doors, Karen is starting to loosen up a little bit mm. and kind of accept things a little bit more. But the last interaction interaction that they had um out in public kieran was a fucking asshole to the point he came and apologized i'm wondering out like if that behavior continues if abby is going to snap and stop letting him in because like something's got to give at some point like either you mean these apologies or you don't and i'm wondering how his behavior is going to be the next time they're in public i agree so, yeah, I want to find out. Okay. Well, if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read to the end of the book and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. It was so cute. <laughs> it was so good. 
Yeah. I'm so happy we read it. Me too. It wasn't nearly as heavy or anything as I was expecting. Uh, there was just the one um, area. But yeah, you know what? I agree. I was really glad we didn't get like an in-depth like perspective from it. Like we know what happened. Um, Kyron, I think it's Kyron because they, they call him Kai. Uh, Kyron uh, was sexually abused by a deacon priest bishop whatever the heck a, a church guy priest that thing so he was uh sexually abused by one and then when he told his sister who told the parents and when he first started to tell his dad his dad basically was like why would you accuse someone and try to ruin their life and then told him like that he was lying so it and finally his mom came out told him his mom told him, you just need to get over it. Yeah. And so other kids came forward. Finally, the parents realized, oh, my God, our kid was telling the truth. But nobody ever addressed it. They just ignored it. They told him not, to move on and stuff. Not only, not only did they not address it and ignore it, they helped the priest cover it up. Yeah. And they got money in a trust for, for him, which he never used. He ended up donating it, uh, you know, later. But... Poor fucking Kyron, like that poor kid, you know, so that was the breakdown. That was why the uh, he didn't like his parents and he finally confronted them. It was like, you both suck. You'd like, fuck you. Um, and his dad had such a major turnaround. Yeah. Dad had a redemption story. Mom, I don't know. Um, sister came back into the picture. They had... Um, I don't I call him Kieran in my head. Kieran left and spent a few months uh traveling kind of and doing therapy and stuff like that um so that he could fix himself, came back, came out as gay, said he always knew he was gay and they got back together. He got drafted to the NFL. Um yeah, it just it had a really great ending and it wrapped up really nicely and I I loved it. And it was um like you said it was not as heavy as I was expecting it to be. Um it it definitely wasn't light, but it wasn't um wasn't as heavy as other books that I've read from this author, so no, for sure. And I love a double epilogue and they gave a, a I really like that's one of my favorite things about Nyla Kay is from the books that I have read, uh, full length novels, she always gives like a double epilogue or a both characters perspective in the epilogue. And I yeah. am a fan. So, uh, and Avi is still doing the, he's doing a solo for OnlyFans account still. And I actually read the um, author's note at the very end. And a oh, lot I of did. Huh? I didn't. I usually do, and I didn't this time. So uh, all the little nuggets, like the cat being Robin and um, the OnlyFans and stuff, is stuff like from her real life. Well, the OnlyFans was from uh, one of her, I guess, Discord people, people in her Discord. And But, like, there's a bunch of little Easter eggs in there that's, like, that is taken from her actual life. That's and, cool. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. I didn't know any of this stuff about her, but I also don't have like her author's page or anything. 
So I thought it was super cool. I, I love the story. There's just not much I can, you know, it was cute. I'm glad we read it and it, I, I just love Nyla Kay. Well, what I've read. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it, she's so versatile as an author. Like you really don't know what you're going to get when you start a Nyla Kay book. Like it could be something like this where it was, I think on the sweeter side of the books I've read, or it can like tear you apart or it can be like super hot and taboo and whatever, or, you know, and she does male, female, male, 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 male. Like she's so versatile as an author that, um, I love it. I really, I think she's such a talented author. I haven't read all of her work because like I said, like you don't know what you're going to get. Like the very first book I read from her broke me. So she has this Halloween, um, I guess collection. It's like four stories in one. And I read that and it was like, it's like some wicked things or something like that. Uh, super good. If you're looking for like a taboo ish, uh, short, dirty read, that's the one and multiple ones at that. Um, there's, I think one in there that's a, a little, uh, it made me a little uncomfortable, but mostly for like the gore aspect. Cause I don't like gore in my sex. So, but, uh, yeah, she's very versatile and just a really good author and yeah. Yeah. I love her. I'm, I'm scared of her, but I love her. <laughs> I agree. All right. So our next read along is going to be Sweetest Venom by Jay Pratt. Yeah, it's going to be an RH or a Y choose or however you want to say it. I think and uh, I think that's our first one we've done as a read along. I don't know for sure. No. no, we did. We did Blake Blessing, I think was a. Oh, yeah, we did. Huh? I that book is blurred in my like it I've erased yeah. it from my memory. It's like it's like one of those books that like will live rent free if you think about it, but if you don't think about it, it will like blank itself out because that one was a, it was kind of a lot. The first book emotionally scarred me. Yeah, it was kind of a lot. <laughs> so it's uh, I have books like that too where it's like where it was just too much for you to stay, but if I think about you, you're still yeah. there. Like, <laughs> if it gets brought up it's still there but if it doesn't get brought up it's blanked out <laughs> um yeah that that one was a lot but um if you want to hear us check in for the jay pratt book it is going to be a standalone so yes. that should be our next episode and we're just we're just um we're pre-recording, so we're just waiting for Little Bird Loss. So that will be coming too by um Jesse Walker. Jesse Walker, yeah. So that's gonna be coming too. So Yay. stay tuned for that. <laughs> All right, guys, tune in next week and thanks for listening. Thanks, bye. Bye.